Welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution and today I have a very excited guest to join us and I'm very excited to have her as well called Rachel Davison and she is Head of New Business and Marketing at Oak, formerly HR Director there as well. So welcome Rachel. Hi, thank you, great to be on. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you, in your view, what are the biggest crises affecting modern workplaces? So I think probably the biggest crisis facing workplaces today is actually mental health. You know, I think COVID's directly affected this as well due to people feeling isolated and having to be constantly switched on in the workplace, sometimes without breaks. I think that we're sort of heading towards research that's been done previously and recently has showed that it's the biggest thing affecting modern workplaces today. In fact, Oak actually ran a survey earlier this year of about 2,000 people in the UK, and it turned out that 45% of people had returned to work anxiety after the pandemic. But I think actually COVID has also uh, highlighted existing issues in out-of-date management practices, you know, such as the nine up till five the command and control approach, you know, time over output and the old mentality of clocking in and out. (laughs) Mm. But I actually think that because we've had COVID, it has sort of had some benefits and because it's challenged the old school mentality and accelerated the modernisation of workplaces. As I think, you know, there's more pressure on employees to consider the employee experience as a whole now. But I do realise the old ways are quite hard to give up as well. You know, poor managers think telling employees what to do is quicker than and easier than supporting them to find their own way. And many people are comfortable with the status quo, but I do think there needs to be a change in new ways of working. Employees need a voice and to be engaged at work. Absolutely. And now is the perfect time to reset and change and start this revolution. So I wanted to ask you, I know at Oak, you have the concept of unlimited holidays. Could you explain a bit more about that? And does it actually help with productivity? So actually, before the pandemic, we never thought we would do unlimited holidays. I think there was actually quite a fad in startups previously of offering unlimited holidays and it was seen as a perk. But I think actually showed in research that was done that it was causing more burnout than, you know, it was helping because people suddenly got on this trend of I'm going to prove how much I can work rather than take any time off. So we actually had a really good conversation about it. And it was because when the pandemic started, everybody said that it'll be over in a few months and, you know, lock down now and everything will be fine. So everybody just started saving their 25 days. And, you know, as it went on and on, we got about three months in and just nobody had taken holiday. And we were like, you know, this is probably the closest we're going to get to burnout. <laughs> um, you know, if we don't do something. Yeah. So we 
implementing the limited holidays, but I think to go along with it, we actually also implemented Oak Bank holidays. So it's very similar to, you know, bank holidays we get in the UK where, you know, offices close and nobody's there. And so we implemented these alongside and actually did four of them. So we had four long weekends in May, June, July and August um, where it was forced. And I think that it helped people because everybody was off and you weren't missing meetings and you weren't, you know, thinking, oh, I'm missing things at work because I'm now working remotely. But I think the concept of unlimited holidays only work when you create a culture that it's okay to take time off. And we hoped we've done this with implementing the York Bank holidays at the same time in that we want people to take time off. You need to be refreshed at work and you can't just constantly keep going. And I think that now that we've gone through it, people, you know, people still usually stick to the 25 days, I'll be quite honest. That's interesting. It is, um, but it has definitely made people take time off just, you know, I think before it was people took time off to do something, which the pandemic changed. And I think that now people are more likely to take time off just to recharge, to reset, you know, spend time with the family um, than before we had them. So I love that concept and I love that, you know, you've given people the freedom to choose how many holidays they would like to take and also at the same time encourage people to take holidays. It's a sort of redefining vacation, really. You know, could a longer weekend recharge you in the same way? Yes, it could. (laughs) So thank you so much. And so you think that that also has helped with productivity? I think so, yes. And uh, we've also implemented another concept called fluid working. And um, we used to have in the office before the pandemic, uh, the concept of it wasn't exactly flexi time, but you could work your seven hours in the day whenever you wanted them. But obviously, when the pandemic hit and suddenly everybody, you know, your home became work and everybody had so many other responsibilities that had to deal with you know whether people had children and suddenly had to do the drop-offs and pickups or even when the schools were closed you know suddenly people were having to take care of the children at the same time as trying to work so we implemented fluid working which was people could actually work their hours in the week anytime they wanted over the seven days so if they had to teach the children (laughs) you know because they learned at school or even just people who wanted to you know do a workout during the day or just take a break it was trying to deconstruct these sort of you know work norms that we've seen to always live by and to try and just you know get people to be in charge of their own time and actually make okay that you know for them to work when they're most productive so I think alongside you know the unlimited holidays and the bank holidays it's about having a lot of different policies within that in the workplace that promote well-being for employees and the ability for them to make you know their own decisions and I think when you give people that freedom it removes a lot of the stress and anxiety and puts people in charge of their own you know work day really. Nothing that's really about control, isn't it? So we want to feel a bit of control of our life and, you know, work and and life and personal life is a blend. I like to just call it balance now. So just balance, <laughs> balance in our life. So, yeah. So what do you think would help in tackling the crisis, really, as you talked about mental health? So what would help? 
Well, I think number one, it's about creating the right culture. I think that, you know, if you have the right sort of attitudes and relationships and, you know, policies that create openness and, you know, honesty and trust, it's only when you create that environment that, you know, people can then start to be open about fear, stress, anxiety and the mental health that people you know nobody I don't think breathes through the pandemic (laughs) you know I'd love to think people did but it was a huge huge change for everybody that you know brought a lot of mental health to the the surface you know people who probably may have never had anxiety suddenly had it and I think that you know if you have the right culture in the workplace you've got to create that place for for people to be open and I think that the number one thing that leadership and management can do is be more honest and open themselves I think that the huge stigma that's related to mental health in the workplace it has to start you know with leaders being honest you know I think some of the old school way of thinking is that you know showing what would once be termed as weaknesses you know showed you to be a weak leader if you dealt with anxiety or stress but actually how do we ever expect our employees to be open about it and actually help them on their journey to recovering from it if we don't show people that actually you know it's okay you know to not feel okay absolutely so what other ideas do you have on what a work reset revolution would look like and I know at Oak you guys have been trialing and doing an experiment with four-day work week and and different hours. So um, also we'd love to hear a bit more about that. I think, honestly, it all depends on what type of company you work in. You know, if you're a startup with a lot of sort of people already working there, it's very difficult to suddenly move to five-hour days because you're suddenly cutting out a lot of time and hours that everybody started working. But I think there's, like I say, things you can do because I think... Work in itself is going to change so much, you know, in the next couple of years to what it has been in the past 10. And I think that, like I say, by giving people the freedom and giving people, you know, the choice and make them accountable, we can start to remove some of the practices that have been ingrained in us for so long. Because, you know, even though we implemented fluid working and, you know, I think I mentioned before about the unlimited holidays, most of our employees still usually work nine or five and a lot of them still take 25 days holiday. (laughs) And I think it's going to take a long time working in the right culture and environment to actually get rid of those practices, you know, and start working towards, like you said, you know, having a work-life blend, you know, and working when you're the most productive and making that okay and making employees feel safe in that sort of environment. Um, So I do think it will take quite a lot of time, but I think as long as you've got the right attitudes and culture within the workplace, I do think it's achievable. And I think Mm -hmm. to do that, you know, you've got to create the right employee experience. I think you probably need to have the right technology in place that supports communication and hybrid working as it probably will be known and balance what your employees love about the office with what they love about home and to create the right employee experience I think you've got to hire the, the right people you know believe in them make them feel safe offer the hybrid type of work and make sure that management are communicating well within the company 
and the key objectives and how the company's performing. You know, I think it's something we're continuously trying to improve. And I think we constantly, you know, we do feedback surveys with our staff um, to constantly measure and be able to improve on that where we might not be so great. Yeah, that's so important, isn't it, to find out how people are feeling and, you know, finding that joy in your day. And, you know, there's no reason why work time can't be our time. It's just all about how we work it into our life. And I do agree with you. I think we're working towards this, but it's going to take a while for people to unlearn some of the maybe unhealthy habits that we've learned over the years. And that can be done, but we just need to be a bit patient and keep talking about it and we'll get there. I 100% agree. Um, I would like to think that people back in the day, they'd like to say, used to all <laughs> hate the jobs. And I think we need to get to a point where people enjoy the roles and it isn't, you know, a chore and work. It's something they choose to do in their time. Absolutely. So thank you, Rachel, so much for your valuable insight today and for this lovely conversation and joining the Work Reset Revolution. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Work Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Music